This is a Kitty Pod production. From Television City in Hollywood. Welcome to episode, I think this is 137, I'm not sure, of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, but what I am sure of, that this is the most above average podcast ever to hit your ear holes. And another thing that I'm definitely sure of, that my name is Jason Bullet. The regulator, innovator, dominator, creator, updater, plus the imitator, assassinator, baby. The man of the hour, whoo, too sweet to be sour, Jack. Now, it's likely come to your attention that we went back to the old intro. Well, I just felt like it. Having the new intro was great, but I want to go back to what made us great once in a while. So there you have it right there. I'm recording this on Friday night, the 24th of September, 2021. And summer is over. And you heard from the Decembrists, the first line of their song, Don't Carry the, Don't Carry It All or Don't Carry the Load or Carry Me Back to Old Virginia or Carry On My Wayward Son. I don't know. But... That was a little song there. That's why I decided to bring back the old intro, at least for this week anyway. So there you have it right there. What are we going to talk about? I went home to Castleton, and there's some storm clouds brewing on that front. I'll tell you about it in one more thing. And some of the usual bullshit that befits this time of year. But before we start, let's get to the social media plugs. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at keep underscore podcast. There's also the Keep It To Yourself Facebook page. That's where you can also find new episodes when they come out on the social media. So there you have it. One little bit of the vanity portion here. I know there was something that happened further back in the timeline. We will get to that shortly. But there was one little thing of note that happened to yours truly, J. Michael Bullitt, in the week that was. And it's of more recent vintage. Yesterday, Thursday as I record this, I was at my work slaving away. I don't normally talk about stuff that happens at work because it's rather nondescript or you know it's such a non-event I don't want to bore your ear holes with it or make you feel bored or something like that but anyway this was a little incident that happened to yours truly it's nothing serious it felt like it the first time but it turned out to be just a big old nothing burger in the end all right so what are you talking about okay I'm getting there so Thursday I'm slaving away you know I finish whatever part of the work I have I go to the bathroom not that that's important and then when I come back to my workstation, one of my supervisors, one of the higher-ups is waiting for me. He says, hey, uh, we want you to come into the office of one of the other supervisors. So, okay, there was somebody else in there. We wait for about a few minutes, and they said, all right, come on in. And it turns out I was getting written up for what they called carelessness in terms of data entry. We all these state contractors, the agencies that are get contracted out to us. And we want to make sure whatever we do, data entry, document archiving, etc., etc., we want to do right by the people who have contracted us to help do the 
stuff that they want us to do. Well, I got keel-hauled into the office on this occasion, and it turns out I had not done a job a certain way in data entry, and I was given a first offense, and I signed off on it. Well, I had that hanging like the sword of Damocles throughout the rest of the day. I was like, I better not make any more mistakes, or else I want to be out the door before you can say Salamagundi, if you can say Salamagundi. Well, it turns out, I believe this was sometime after lunch, one of my co-workers came up to me and said, hey, listen, uh, we've had a mistake. Somebody in your department was essentially doing the job of somebody in another department. Now, we have these little contact sheets here that tell us, all right, we audited the document, and we put some notes here, you know, trying to make sure things are tightened up, get everything straight, so when it comes to your department for data entry, you can make sure that you know how to do the job properly, just follow those notes. That was my offense was proceeding as usual and not paying attention to those notes. Somebody on the autism spectrum, that was really a shock there. I That was a real dereliction of duty. But they said somebody in my department was doing the job of somebody else in the audit department. That was like the step before it gets to people like me. And then each of the two supervisors individually said, just so you know, we've had a little misunderstanding, so your write-up has gone out the window. So clean sit, clean slate and a clean saint. Hello. So clean slate, tabula rasa, we're all good. And it was a great end to the day right there. So, But let me tell you something. That's kept me on my toes. And I encountered something like that today. And I said, well, I'll just read the notes. I was going to ask somebody. I wasn't too sure how to do the job. I even thought about pausing it and just going back to it on Monday. But I kept going. Hopefully, I don't get in trouble again. So there you have it right there. A little incident at work, but thankfully, it was all for naught. As startling as that last story may have been, it's certainly a stark contrast to the feel-good vibes I had from what I did last weekend. As for the first time in two years, I went home. Why, aren't you home already? No, home for me is Bullet House here in the rolling hills of Saratoga County, New York from whence I'm coming to you this week. But my other home, at least for four years in the early to mid-2000s, was a tiny university nestled in the Green Mountains of Vermont. Yes, friends, if you've listened for any length of time, you know where this is headed. I'm about to recap, for the first time in two years, my visit to my beloved alma mater, Castleton University. Maestro, if you please. Now, for those of you who recall last year, we were unable to do homecoming the way it was meant to be because of coronavirus and all the restrictions brought upon by the pandemic. So what happened was we had to take it to the internet like most everything else. Bearing all that in mind, it made this year's edition of homecoming all the more special as it was the first time in two years I was able to go visit campus without any restrictions. And God dang did that feel good. I was really looking forward to it. Left Bullet House around 8.30, made a pit stop at the Adirondacks Welcome Center. Thank you, ex-Governor Cuomo, and by extension, current Governor Kathy Hochul. And then after I took care of business, quote-unquote, it was no sleep till Castleton, and I arrived about 10.30 or so. Now, in the before times, a.k.a. years past, 
My observation and celebration of Castle and Homecoming centered around the football game involving Castleland's football team, known as the Spartans, as are all the other athletic teams at the college. And it usually kicks off around noon, so I probably get something to eat while at the game. However, there was a bit of a change to the schedule, and everything got pushed up by about an hour. So that meant the welcome center and the pavilion for the alumni and whatnot opened at 11 a.m. rather than 10 a.m. So this gave me enough time to go into the village, slept my way to the village store, got a copy of that weekend's Rutland Herald. That was it. Didn't really get anything else. Wasn't in the mood. Walked back to my car, dropped off the newspaper, and then went to the village, not the village store. You already went there, you idiot. I went to the campus center at the college store. And I say, well, I'm going to refresh my wardrobe, got another Castle Alumni t-shirt, got a new car sticker to replace the one that I had for my old car, the 2016 Kia Soul, and now I have a new sticker for my current ride. And I got me a little ornament for the Christmas tree. We're going to hang that up this year. Can't wait for that. Got a 10% alumni discount, walked out of there, and figured 11 o'clock, all right, everything's getting set up here. I was a little impatient. Walked around campus some more. I think I walked about four miles that day. I know being in the hot sun, I worked up quite a sweat. Now, there's this friend of mine from college who, I don't know if she's no longer going to be on the Alumni Association, a friend of mine named Meg who lives outside Boston. She graduated for some reason three years after we did. Probably took some time off. And then next thing you know, 2008, she graduates. We're long gone off campus by that point. It was great to see her again after two years, at least in person. She was helping the Alumni Association with all the stuff. And there was some free stuff that I recognized that I won in the raffle last year, like the wooden bookmarks, the Castle University Euro sticker. So I got some free swag here. Now, I'm going to give some of this stuff to one of the members of the Littles. This I was inspired by Chuck and Roxy, host of the Loyal Littles podcast, and I got a box of that from Bob Walsh. I mentioned that in an earlier episode. I'm going to probably send my box of that to Frank Sicari. And he can take some of the stuff. You know, he can keep it. He can take some of the stuff and send it to another little. So there you have it right there. So yeah, I already have some of the stuff, especially the bookmark. I've already got that. I have a sticker on my laptop. But anyway, they were just setting up. So I walked around campus some more. Maybe things will be a little busier. And of course they did. Helped myself to some apple cider, some cider donuts. I didn't go too crazy with the apple cider because I drink a lot of that. It's going to give me the run something wicked. Sorry for spoiling your ear holes with that. But anyway, I drank a good deal of water too because all the walking I did, the hot sun was beating down. Oh boy, I worked up quite a sweat. And I did not go to the football game. I was, I was preparing to make this an all-day affair, but my battery is going to run out. So is my phone too. So why didn't you have lunch? Well... I wound up having lunch in the dining hall for the first time in a decade and a half. I wanted to see how college food in a dining hall hits somebody who's nearing 40 as opposed to, say, somebody in their late teens, early 20s, college age, you know, undergraduate. You get it. So I went in, got me some French toast, got some bacon. Didn't you have breakfast that morning? Yeah, I did, but there was something different. I was looking for something to have for lunch. And I just wimped out and had some ice cream. I was done by about 1 o'clock. Now, I was going to meet up with this with Meg and somebody else 
they were going to go the uh, women's soccer game, which I saw. I did not pay the ticket to go in. I saw it over the fence. I missed the lone goal of the game. It was a one nothing win to Castleton. Well, shortly thereafter, I cited DMX. So are you still at the stadium? And then I found out I just didn't hear anything from him. I look like Brian Arakpo out there. Come on, man. What are we doing out there, man? So I decided around 2 o'clock, I look like a complete goof. I decided not to go to the football game. Really because I thought it was going to be some bad weather. I didn't want to be caught out in it. Almost but not quite like homecoming back in 2012. I've talked about it in previous episodes. So I say, well, I'm sweating my you-know-what's off. The battery's draining from my phone and probably my body. So I say, the hell with it, get in the car. Fill it up at this gas station, which used to be a coastal during my college days. And I say, the hell with it, I'm just going to go home. About a good three and a half, four hours or so after I was back at Bullet House, Meg gave me a DM on the Facebook and said, Hey, sorry we missed you. We went to the Bird's Eye Diner after walking around campus. I said, all right, well, sorry I missed you too. Safe trip back to Massachusetts and enjoy what's left of Homecoming weekend. So there you have it right there. That was Castle and Homecoming 2021. In a nutshell, wish it could have ended differently, but I had a good time nonetheless. However, the one more thing I'm going to give you a tease right here proves that even in the best of times, the dark clouds are never too far behind. And we'll get to that later on the show. All right, we're going to quickly get to Jason's Sports Corner here. And if you don't like this part of the episode, just go ahead and fast forward. We'll get to Pond Shoutouts and one more thing right after this. A quick note about the Yankees. They've had some struggles recently. But they're in the hunt for the wild card. As I record this, they are only half a game behind our dreaded arch rivals, the Boston Red Sox. I say, I don't like I have anything to do with it. And they are playing right now in a big three-game set that's going to have implications for the wild card race. You can forget about the American League East. The Tampa Bay Rays are winning at they run away. They're storming it right now. Team that I believe should be in Montreal, but never mind. Whatevs. They'll be up there sooner than later. But anyway... Yankees are ahead right now, 3 to nothing, as I'm recording this on Friday night. And not much to talk about in the football. As far as the Giants, they suck ass. 0-2 for like, what, the umpteenth year in a row? So nothing you want to talk about there. But speaking of football, let's keep it on the positive right now. As I introduce to you week three of the Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Century of the Week, this is where I take one game from either the college or the NFL slate for that weekend and give you my pick for it. Well, guess what, folks? We're going to give you a double shot from the NFL. So without any further let, hindrance, delay, ado, etc., here are your official plays. Maestro. We have not one but two games in the NFL, as I pointed out earlier. We're going to start with one of the late games, but I think the early play is just garp. No thanks to the Giants that makes it early. Good thing I'm missing out on that. We're going to start with the LA Rams at their new gig, SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California, hosting the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I almost said Tampa Bay Rays. Whoops. Anyway, Tom Brady, the ageless wonder team. All of a sudden, the underdog for once here. Meanwhile, the Los Angeles Rams 
Hands up if you thought Matthew Stafford going to the Rams was a great change of scenery. Better for, Jerry, better for him than Jared Goff of the Detroit Lions, that's for sure. Now, this game is essentially a pick em, especially with both teams off to such strong starts. It's game of the week, in my opinion. That new building is going to be rocking. I saw that last week when I was out to supper with my dad. That's also where the Chargers play. It's essentially a pick em. Last I checked, the line was a minus one half. So I'm going to call the pick em. So forget the line. I'm going to take the over, which is 54. So take the over on that whole deal. And finally, and I mean that, we're only going through two games. I was only two last week. I need a pick-me-up. We're going to take it to Monday Night Football. For the first time this year, and this time it's the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Two bitter NFC East rivals are going to be going at it. The Dallas Cowboys, surprisingly good start. I know it's early, but as a Giants fan, I have to envy them right now. Dallas upset the Chargers of the game that I was watching while I was out to supper with my dad. They had it on the big screen at this place I was at. Well, place with outdoor seating. I won't give him the name. No free ads. Despite Justin Herbert's magic, it didn't work for the Chargers. Dallas got the win 20-17 in a shootout. Meanwhile, the Philadelphia Eagles, they're reeling. They had a home loss to the San Francisco 49ers who will play Sunday night against Green Bay. That's sure to be a Billy. But, we're going to stick with Monday Night Football here. Last I checked, the line was the Cowboys minus four. I'm going to take the points on this whole deal. I don't know who's starting for the Eagles. I don't know if it's Jalen Hurts or it's Gardner Minshew and his magnificent mustache. And his equally magnificent mullet. But we'll see about that. So I'm taking the Cowboys. So to recap, take the over-under in the Tampa Bay Rams game and take Cowboys minus four on Monday night. And those are your week three stone cold lead pipe locks of the century of the week. Gamble responsibly. You know what really grinds my gears? We're now at the end of the show, but before we get to one more thing and circle back to the topic of earlier on in the episode, we got some pod shoutouts here in a very light list, to be honest with you. No episodes of Greens from Allentown or Sportscasters to speak of here, so off weeks for both Peter Winston and Steve Bennett, the hosts of both those respective podcasts, and not even a peep out of their side projects. But do check their stuff out. They got a full back catalog available for you to enjoy until they get new ones up on their feeds. However, no weeks off for Pete A. Turner and the Breaking Down Show. Some more Afghanistan talk, unfortunately. Morgan and Lorette, who worked for Blackwater, the infamous company behind the Iraq war and everything back in those days. She made an appearance on the show, as did Jason Casper going off to Afghanistan. But we managed to lighten the mood. Bass player Malcolm Joseph also made an appearance. And get this, Hank Garrett, who you may recall from a long-forgotten sitcom in the 1950s called Car 54, Where Are You?, along with the late Fred Gwynn. The guy was also a professional wrestler, not like WWE, AEW, stuff like that nowadays. But that was quite the uh, career turn he had. It's a fascinating conversation, an interesting one as well. He's also been on Gilbert Gottfried's podcast, too, from what I imagine. So there's that. The Loyal Littles podcast. Brandon in Jersey, which is about the most Jim Rome-sounding name of 
a Tony Kornheiser show listener I've ever heard. And Terry Scanlon also made appearances with Chuck and Roxy. So check those shows out as well. As for this little extravaganza, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, or your podcaster of choice. And also check out my sister podcast, CR Crime, Tales of True Crime from New York's Capital Region. This year we went out of the area to observe the 50th anniversary of the prison riots at Attica in western New York. So check that out. That's the most recent episode to drop. That's on Spotify and other places as well, not on Apple Podcasts. If your podcaster of choice has rating and review capabilities, give us the DAP, five-star rating, good write-up. That would certainly help. Thanks in advance. All right, gang, we've made it to the end of the episode, and that's where I do one more thing. This is where I talk about something that I was unable to put in the body of the show, maybe because it was too important or unimportant or something like that. Or in this case, I talked about something earlier in the episode. I put a pin in it and decided to circle back to it at the end of the show to talk about something else related to it. And such is the case here. As I stated earlier, this past weekend marked the first time I was able to attend homecoming in person at my beloved alma mater, Castleton University in Vermont, since 2019. And what a wonderful time it was, and how it was so great to be back on campus again. However, I regret to inform you that there are some dark clouds approaching. Now, back during the pandemic, there was a movement afoot by the Vermont State Colleges to try and combat declining attendance at colleges throughout the Green Mountain State, and including Castleton, unfortunately, by trying to do some amalgamation of the remaining campuses. And some of the smaller places like Southern Vermont College, College of St. Joseph and Bennington and Rutland, respectively, shut their doors back in 2019. They no longer exist. Castleton, oddly enough, has expanded into Bennington. They got a little footprint in Southern Vermont and took over the hospitality program at Killington, that Green Mountain College once did. Probably makes better sense because it's a more direct route to go to Killington from Castleton than it was from Pulteney where Green Mountain College was located. So that called the tide for a while, or however you say that. But now, there was a plan afoot earlier this year, 2021, to try and, shall we say, and I say this for lack of a better term, rebrand the institution. They did it with what used to be Linden State College and Johnson State College. They amalgamed the two and renamed it Northern Vermont University with two separate campuses and one name. Two great tastes that don't necessarily taste great together, I think. And now they're trying to do the same thing, but try and rope beloved alma mater into the whole thing. Once news of the proposal came out, Alumni, such as myself, as well as current students, expressed outrage over the whole thing. And I'm worried about the future, immediate, and long-term of my beloved alma mater. Some people would say I'm a little too close to the fire. I'm like an hour and a half drive away from campus. It was a nice little road trip. And I just don't want to come back one day and find out it's not called Castleton anymore. And there's a lot of proposals to... You know, keep the name in there, a sense of place. As somebody who grew up in Saratoga Springs, New York, and I know this is completely not related to what we're talking about, at least by the surface or on the surface or by the looks of it, as I meant to say. But I grew up 
in what was considered a city in the country. And when I was a senior in high school, I learned the term sense of place. Saratoga Springs was like the city in the country. Castleman was billed as the small college, now small university with a big heart. We're about 4,000 undergraduates strong, and about a quarter or so are graduate students, or a quarter of that are graduate students, I should say. And it could be hard times for those people and the staff and the faculty and all that should a rebrand of such radical magnitude come to pass, which I certainly hope it doesn't. I signed a petition to the powers that be at the Vermont State College Consortium to make sure that such a move does not happen where the name of the town gets eviscerated from the name of the institution. It would be a crying shame and it would be a sad day if ever were that to happen. If there's any fellow Spartans out there, I'm always going to be one. I don't care what happens. And here's hoping that the worst has happened. I'm expecting it even though I'm hoping for the best. That's just how it is. Well, I'm not going to rebrand this podcast anytime soon. It's still going to be the Keep It To Yourself podcast. And as ever, I thank you for listening. I never take the audience for granted. Never have, never will. I'll talk to you next week with more shenanigans and whatever bullshit I've been getting away with. Until we meet again, as always, and above all else, and this is Castleton's unofficial motto, more than ever, keep smiling. Otis lives. Sit, boo-boo, sit. Good dog. As I stated near the top of this show, I attended my first home... Ugh.